Welcome to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. Today we've got an amazing message of hope and healing just for you. God's Word never returns to Him void, so let this message sink deep into your heart so that you can walk out your complete healing journey today. Hi everyone. Thank you guys for joining today. The last couple of weeks I've been talking to you guys about the love of Jesus and how the love of Jesus conquers everything. His love conquers everything and that includes healing. So if you have symptoms in your body and if you haven't been feeling well, his love covers that. He's so good. And I think a lot of times we feel like certain things might disqualify us from his healing and we are not disqualified. You are not disqualified from his love and you are not disqualified from his healing. He has it for you. His love conquers all. So today I'm going to go over with you six things that maybe you, you think would disqualify you from healing, but you are not disqualified. Healing is for you. It's already done and it's yours. So thanks for tuning in. Let me open in prayer and then we can get started. Lord, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for speaking through me today. I thank you that, um, people who are listening who maybe have been suffering with symptoms for so long that they won't have to do that anymore. They won't have to suffer anymore, that the religion would go and that grace would come in and that your love would just, just sweep over our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Okay. So happy to be here. So happy to be talking to you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Like I said, I know for me too, whenever I was sick for so long, I thought, how, how do I receive this? And does something disqualify me? Well, you are not disqualified. It doesn't matter what it is. You are not disqualified. Healing has been purchased and it is yours. So I actually want to start off with a very interesting verse. It's John 10, 10. And if you guys will stick with me, it's really good. So John 10, 10, I'm in the passion translation. It's a verse that we're super familiar with. I know I use it a whole bunch in my teachings, but John 10, 10 says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy, right? The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. So, I mean, just that is an awesome promise. We take it, Lord. We thank you for an abundant, blessed life more than you expect. It's so good. He is so good. Better than you could have ever imagined. Ephesians 3.20, just far exceeding my own expectations. But what I think is interesting is so many times we think the thief, right, is the devil. Okay, but it says a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. What this word thief actually means, so the Greek word is This is how you spell it in case anyone wants to look it up. Check me. I think that's great. It's K-L-E-P-T-A-C-E. Okay. So what the thief actually translates to is basically religion. (laughs) The name is transferred to false teachers. Okay. So if you've been listening to things, false teachers, religion for so long, it might, you might think that you're disqualified from healing, but it's false teachers. It's religion. It's, it's, all of that, that came to steal, kill, and destroy, right? But Jesus said, I came to bring life and life abundantly. Jesus, love, grace, the the grace of God, the love of Jesus came to set you free, came to bring you life and life abundantly. But the thief 
religion, the law you have to do in order to receive came to steal, kill, and destroy. You can't live up to the law. That's why Jesus came, died on a cross, and handed you your healing or whatever it is that you need. If you need finances, a relationship, whatever it is that you need, Jesus supplied it on the cross. He came, he had to do something. He had to prove his love. He came and he died on a cross so that you can live an abundant life. So don't let religion came in, come in and change your mind. Okay. So here are six things that you might think, Hey, this, does this disqualify me from healing or from whatever it is that I need, insert whatever it is that you need. Does this disqualify me from the love of God? Does this disqualify me from a blessed relationship? Does this disqualify me um, from being called the righteousness of Christ? It does not disqualify you. So the first thing, we're going to get some good teaching, some grace teaching, right? The thief is not coming into our lives to steal, kill, and destroy. We are letting go of religion. So number one is uncertainty uncertainty. So what if you are uncertain about healing? What if you are unsure? What if you're unsure that God loves you? Are you disqualified? Okay. So let's flip to Matthew eight, Matthew It is Matthew eight, one through three. And I am in the passion translation and I'll probably be in the passion translation the whole time. So if you guys wanted to follow along with me, I am in the passion translation. So I'm seeing like some comments, people who are still dealing with symptoms, take this word, let go of the religion, things that you've been taught, um, all of that, and just receive the love of Jesus. He loves you. You are not disqualified. He purchased healing for you. It is for you today. So if you feel uncertain, point number one, if you feel uncertain, you are still not disqualified. Healing still belongs to you. It's still right now. It's already done. Okay. So Matthew 8. Matthew 8, 1 through 3. It says, after he came down from teaching on the hillside, massive crowds began following him. Suddenly, a leper walked up to Jesus and threw himself down before him in worship and said, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you really want to. He was uncertain. He wasn't sure. Is the Lord going to heal me? Am I going to be free today? Will you? If you really want to. Okay, so a lot of religion would say, hey, you have doubt in your heart. You're uncertain. You don't know if it's going to, you don't know if the Lord's going to come through. So disqualified, right? You are not disqualified. It says, Lord, you have the power to heal me if you really want to. So what does Jesus do? He says, maybe once you are certain that I'll heal you, come back, try again, try again later, maybe try again tomorrow. No, Jesus reached out his hand, verse three, and touched the leper and said, of course, I want to heal you. Be healed. Of course, I want to heal you. Be healed. I love that too, because it's like, of course, Jesus loves you. He loves you so much. If he has healing for you, he's not going to withhold that from you. If you are a parent, you have a child, or if you love someone so much and you have the supply that you know they need, you'd give it to them, right? Jesus has healing for you. He's not holding down on you. He had to prove his love. He had to go to a cross and die for you so that you could be healed so that 
all these years later, when you're alive walking this earth, you wouldn't have to suffer and you could live John 10, 10 life and life abundantly. So religion has to go. We believe that even if you are struggling with some things like uncertainty, healing is still for you. It's still available. You are still living with the love of Jesus. He loves you. He keeps pursuing you. It says, of course, I want to heal you. Be healed. So right now, if you're listening and you are suffering, be healed, be healed. Thank you, Lord, that they are healed and whole in Jesus name. It says, and instantly all signs of leprosy disappeared. So maybe just take your own body, look at, take the own, your own system, symptoms, whatever it is, put your hands on yourself and say, be healed. I receive the fullness of God. And something that I keep saying over and over again, talking myself into it. I believe this. I believe this. Jesus died on the cross for me is I am loved by God. That's the, that's the ultimate sacrifice. He died on a cross. I am loved by God. So of course he's not holding out on me. Of course he would say, of course I want to heal you. Be healed instantly. He's not holding out on you. He's not making you wait. If you feel uncertain, it doesn't matter. Be healed right now. Instantly all signs of leprosy disappeared. That's incredible. And if you know leprosy, I mean, it like takes away your fingers and your hand. It's like, it's crazy. So I'm sure the healing, I mean, you saw it, you knew this man, his life changed and it didn't take a year, a month, several days. It was instant. So you can receive it right now. We receive it in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord, that the healing is instant. We take it right now. Okay. So the second thing is unbelief, a hindrance to my healing. Let's read it. Is unbelief a hindrance to my healing or is unbelief a hindrance to Jesus loving me or is unbelief a hindrance to me being the righteousness of Christ? Mark 17, 24, Mark 17, 24. I have to find all my bookmarks. I have so many bookmarks in my Bible or find the, the place. Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. Mark 9, 17, Mark 9, 17. It says a man spoke up out of the crowd. Teacher, he said, I have a son possessed by a demon that makes him mute. I brought him here to you, Jesus. Whenever the demon takes control of him, it knocks him down and he foams at the mouth and gnashes his teeth. And his body becomes stiff as a board. I brought him to your disciples, hoping they could deliver him, but they were not strong enough. Dang. Verse 19, it says, Jesus said to the crowd, why are you such a faithless people? Okay, so faithless people, there's definitely some unbelief, right? It says, how much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. So he wasn't like, hey, I'm going to wait until you all believe me, believe that this is done. I'm going to wait until you believe. No, no, no. He says, how long or how much longer must I remain with you and put up with your unbelief? Now bring the boy to me. Verse 20, so they brought him to Jesus to love Jesus, grace himself. As soon as the demon saw him, it threw the boy into compulsions. He fell to the ground, rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus turned to the father and asked, how long has your son been tormented like this since childhood? Some of you guys have been suffering with these things for so long. And what Jesus is saying is be healed instantly now, right now. Since childhood, he replied, it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into fire or water. But, but please, if you're able to do something, there's some unbelief. If, if you're able to do something, 
anything. Have compassion on us and help us. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, what do you mean if? If you are able to believe, if you are able to believe, all things are possible to the believer. Verse 24, when he heard this, the boy's father cried out with tears saying, I do believe, Lord, help my little faith. Now, when Jesus saw the crowd was quickly growing growing larger, he commanded the demon saying, deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. Healed instantly done. It didn't matter that there was unbelief. It said, I do believe Lord. A lot of you guys, I do believe, I do believe, but there, maybe there's still some unbelief there. Help my little faith. Okay. Well, Jesus wasn't like, oh, well, come back tomorrow when you, when you think that you have more faith, when the unbelief is gone, Jesus said, Hey, deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. Done instantly healed whole. This was finished 2000 years ago on the cross. You have a, the authority now body you're healed and your whole relationships, you're blessed finances, you're blessed, whatever it is that you need. John 10, 10 life and life abundantly exceeding your expectations. So number one, uncertainty, is that a hindrance to your healing? Is that a hindrance to the love of Jesus? Is that a hindrance for you? It's not. Jesus said, I am willing. Number two, unbelief, is that a hindrance? No, Jesus said, deaf and mute spirit, I command you to come out of him and never enter him again. So if you are dealing with unbelief, don't be afraid. His perfect love cast out fear. Don't be afraid. You are healed. If you are afraid that uncertainty is holding you back, don't be afraid. It's not. Okay. Number three, negative reports. Could, could this negative report that I heard, could that be hindering me from receiving healing? Could the, the negative thing that someone said about my life, could that be hindering me from believing the love of God? No. And it's not. <laughs> and that's actually the same verse. It was since childhood that this boy was struggling with this or yeah, since childhood, he replied, it tries over and over to kill him by throwing him into fire or water since childhood. So does a negative report, Hey, this is going to keep happening. Um, hinder your healing. No, we just read it, right? Jesus said, I command you come out of him to the deaf and mute spirit, come out of him and never enter him again. That is not hindering you. Okay, so number four. This is one of my favorite ones. It's what about fear? What a fear. And it's really interesting because I have been reading this book, but it talks about how fear is basically the cause of all of life's issues, right? But the thing is, his perfect love casts out fear. His perfect love casts out fear because all of these other things, they come because of fear, right? You're uncertain. It's because you're afraid, right? Um, you're sick. You're I mean, I know I struggled with fear for so long. What if I get sick again? Or when I was sick, what are people going to think of me if they see me bald? I was just afraid of so many things. His perfect love casts out fear. You don't have to be afraid of anything. You don't have to be afraid of being sick. You don't have to be afraid. His perfect love casts out fear. So is fear a hindrance? Well, Matthew 14, 14, 28 through 31. Matthew 14, 28 through 31. It says, Peter shouted out, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. This is Peter. Verse 29, come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter, Jesus is out on the water, right? Peter wants to come out there. It's kind of bold. It's kind of awesome. Okay, come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water and began to walk towards Jesus. 
Verse 30, but when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened and started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand and lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? I love that. Jesus immediately, he didn't wait until Peter was struggling. Immediately, he stretched out his hand. Verse 32. And the very moment they both stepped into the boat, the raging wind ceased. So Jesus reached out, saved Peter. It didn't matter that Peter was afraid. That wasn't a hindrance. That didn't stop the love of Jesus. The love of Jesus cast out fear, right? Peter was afraid because he was starting to sink. Jesus reached out, grabbed him, picked him up. His perfect love, the love of Jesus cast out that fear. The love of Jesus is what supplied healing. The love of Jesus is the reason why it doesn't matter if you're uncertain. The love of Jesus is why it doesn't matter if you have some unbelief. The love of Jesus is why it doesn't matter if you got a bad report. The love of Jesus is why it doesn't matter if you have here fear because the love of Jesus casts out fear. He loves you so much. So it doesn't matter. He loves you so much. He had to prove his love. He had to die on a cross. He is not holding down on you. It doesn't matter. He loves you. He has healing for you. It's available. It's yours. It's done. So fear is not a hindrance. The next thing, number five, I have two more. Number five, what if you're not even pursuing God? What if I'm not even, I don't read my Bible enough. I don't study enough. I don't listen to enough messages. Is that a hindrance to his healing for me? Is that a hindrance? It's not. He loves you. You do not. The point of this is you do not have to do anything. You are healed. It's yours. His perfect love casts out fear. And again, like I said, the Lord loves me. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. It's a reason why you don't have to be sick because Jesus loves you. And if you're struggling with symptoms, maybe that's something you could do too. Just Jesus loves me. So I don't have to deal with this this hurt. Jesus loves me. So I don't have to deal with this specific symptom, whatever it is. Insert Jesus loves me. So I don't have to deal with back pain. Jesus loves me. So my hair is long and strong and thick. Jesus loves me. So my relationships are blessed. So what if you are not even pursuing God? Does that disqualify you from healing? Does that disqualify you from the love of God? What if you are not even pursuing God? Well, let's flip to John four, John four, four through seven. John 4, 4 through 7. It says, 4, and he had to pass through Samaritan territory. Jesus arrived at the Samaritan village of Sichar near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph long ago. Wearied by his long journey, he sat on the edge of Jacob's well. He sent his disciples into the village to buy food, for it was already afternoon. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water. He knew she was going to be there, right? She wasn't looking for Jesus. Jesus was pursuing her. Jesus is pursuing you. Jesus loves you. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink of water. Verse nine, surprised, she said, why would a Jewish man ask a Samaritan woman for a drink of water? He is pursuing you. The love of Jesus is pursuing you. That's why healing is provided. That's why you have it. That's why you have a blessed life. Get rid of the religion. You are worth loving. You are worth pursuing. You're worth coming after when you didn't even realize you were worth coming after. Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew who I am and the gift that God wants to give you, healing. 
provision, safety, protection, and abundant life that would far exceed your own expectation, your own imagination. That's what he's, that's what Jesus is saying to you today. God wants to give you. I am the gift that God wants to give you. You'd ask me for a drink and I would give you living water. Verse 11, the woman replied, but sir, you don't even have a bucket and this well is very deep. She didn't understand. So where do you find this living water? Do you really think that you are greater than our ancestors, Jacob, who dug this well and drank from it himself along with his children and livestock? She is so confused. <laughs> Verse 13, Jesus answered, maybe some of you guys are confused. Again, not a hindrance. Healing is yours. Jesus loves you. It's done. Jesus loves you. Verse 13, Jesus answered, if you drink from Jacob's well, you'll be thirsty again and again. But if anyone drinks the living water I give them, they will never thirst again and will be forever satisfied. Thank you, Lord, that we are forever satisfied. He has everything for us. Every desire, every want, he has it. He is good. For when you drink the water I give you, it becomes a gushing fountain of the Holy Spirit springing up and flooding you with endless life, not just life, regular life, Zoe life, life abundantly, life blessed, so blessed it's overflowing. The love of Jesus is overflowing over you. He is for you. It's like gushing. I love that. So it says gushing fountain. So he, if you are not even pursuing God, still not a hindrance because he is pursuing you. He loves you you. I have one more for that one. What if you are not even pursuing God? Let's go to Mark 5. Mark 5 verse 2. Mark 5 verse 2. This guy was not pursuing Jesus. Jesus was coming after him. As Jesus stepped ashore, a demon-possessed madman came out of the graveyard and confronted him. The man had been living there among the tombs of the dead and no one was able to restrain him, not even the chains, not even with chains. For every time they attempted to chain his hands and beat with shackles, he would snap the chains and break the shackles in pieces. Y'all cannot be worse off than this guy. You can't be more than a sinner than this guy, right? You are the righteousness of Christ. You are not disqualified. He has healing for you because he loves you. It says he was so strong that no one had the power to subdue him. Day and night, he could be found lurking in the cemetery or in the vicinity, shrieking and mangling himself with stones. Verse six, when he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran to him and threw himself down before him, screaming out at the top of his lungs, leave me alone. Jesus, son of the most high God, swearing God's name that you won't torture me. All right, let's go down. Um, verse 10, he begged Jesus repeatedly not to expel them out of the region. So nearby, verse 11, nearby, there was a huge herd of pigs feeding on the hillside. The demons begged him, send us into the pigs. Let us enter them. So Jesus gave them permission and the demon horde immediately came out of the man and went into the pigs. This caused the herd to rush madly down the steep slope and fall into the lake, drowning about 2,000 Pigs. Can you imagine being that man? And now instantly he's healed. He's free. It's at verse 15. When they found Jesus, they saw the demonized man sitting there, properly clothed and in his right mind. 
instantly healed, instantly made whole. He was not looking for Jesus. He was not pursuing Jesus. This man was demon possessed. The demons were like, stay away from me. Literally wanted nothing to do with him, wanted to get away. And yet Jesus still healed the man, cast out the demons, the man sitting in his right mind, properly clothed. That's incredible. So what if you are not pursuing God? Still not a hindrance. He is pursuing you because he loves you so much. Okay, what about broken fellowship? So what about, hey, I walked away from the Lord. I just, I don't even believe this anymore. I'm not sure. Da, 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 da. Can I walk away from the love of Jesus? I knew it at one point. I knew he loved me, but then maybe, maybe you had an experience where you got saved. You were so pumped about it. You believed it. And then you fell into the religious trap, right? Of I have to do the law of I have to do something in order to receive something instead of the grace message where he is just providing it to me right? Maybe you fell into religion and so you walked away from the Lord, whatever it is, you are not in broken fellowship with the Lord because let's go to Hebrews 13, 5. Hebrews 13, 5. Hebrews 13, 5 says, don't be obsessed with, wait, Hebrews 13. Okay. Yeah. Don't be obsessed with money, but live content with what you have. Okay, here we go. For you always have God's presence. For hasn't he promised you? I will never leave you alone. Never. I will never leave you alone. Never. So if you walked away from Jesus, he will never leave you alone. Never. And I will not loosen my grip on your life. You are caught in the grip of grace. He will not loosen his grip on your life. His love has to, has to pursue, has to heal, has to forgive, has to consider you righteous. His love has to come after you. His love has to pursue you. Even when you didn't want to be pursued, his love had to pursue you. Even when you walked away, his love had to pursue you. His love had to provide healing for you. His love had to provide for you. So the six hindrances, that I came up with, actually, well, yeah, I had some help, but the six hindrances that you might think disqualifies you from healing, disqualifies you from the love of Jesus, uncertainty, unbelief, negative reports, fear, I'm not pursuing God, broken fellowship, nothing, nothing stops the love of God. Nothing stops healing. You are healed and you are whole and you are loved by God, which leads me to the last one. I feel like the most important one that I'm going to read today, Romans 8, Romans 8, 38. It says, it's so good. Nothing, nothing, nothing can separate you from the love of Jesus. Romans 8, 38. So now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. You are loved by God. Sickness, you have to leave my body because I am loved by God. I am the righteousness of Christ because I am loved by God. You are the righteousness of Christ, pure, holy, blameless, because you are loved by God. You are healed and whole instantly right now because you are loved by God. Fingers work properly because you are loved by God. Hair is growing because you are loved by God. Cancer is gone because you are loved by God. It says, so now I live with the confidence that there's nothing in the universe with the power to separate us from God's love. 
I'm convinced that his love will triumph over death, life's troubles, fallen angels, or dark rulers in the heavens. There is nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. He will never stop loving you. He will never stop loving you. Verse 32, it says, for God has proved his love. He proved his love. He loves you so much. He had to prove it. He had to act. He had to do something. It says, for God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as a sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. It's so good. Jesus loves you. Jesus is for you. He is not holding out on you. And I just feel like these are the six things, what we just went over that people are like, what about this? What about this? Could this be hindering my healing? Could this, could this, could it be this? What is it? Right. And I had, my dad gave this illustration of someone on the track. He actually gave the illustration of me on the track. I did track in high school, but you start, you know, on the blocks, on the starting line, and then they do the gun and you go to the finish line. You have to run to the finish line. And he said, that's a lot of times that's what Christians think. We get saved, we're on the blocks, we get saved, and then you have to run, 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 until finally you make it to, you know, be this perfect Christian. But the beauty of grace is, and the beauty of who we are in Christ is, he shot up the gun and you automatically win. You're automatically at the finish line. You're automatically made perfect, blameless, righteous, whole, healed in Jesus' name. You're, it's already done. You don't even have to run the race. It's already done. You've already been perfected right? And so a lot of times as we're, we're running, we're getting like seeped in religion of, oh man, now I have to do this to get this and I have to do this and this and this and this, but no, the you already won. He already handed you the victory. He lavished his love on you. He already gave you the win. So if you heard all these hindrances and all these things, it's not, there's no hindrance. Jesus loves you. You are winning. When you got saved at the point of salvation, you got sozo. Sozo is the Greek word for salvation. Sozo is literally healing. When you got saved, you received healing. When you got saved, you received provision. When you got saved, you received everything you need. You are loved by God. I just feel like it keeps coming back to that. You are, I'm loved by God, so I don't have to fight for healing. I'm loved by God, so I don't have to be afraid. I do not have to be, his perfect love is casting out fear. There is no fear. I do not have to be afraid. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. And a lot of people have been, you know, emailing me and um, just asking certain questions. And I feel like the thing that I keep pointing them to is, hey, you guys, and this is for you too. Read Romans 8. It talks about the love of Jesus. I love it too because first it goes over your identity. It calls you all of these things. I wrote some of them down. But it's he tells you who you are. He tells you who you are and then he tells you, I love you so much. His passionate love. Jesus's passionate love, the triumph of God's love. But he talks about he loves you. That's why you don't have to be sick. That's why you don't have to be depressed because Jesus loves you. But yeah, just sit and read Romans 8. Read about who you are in Christ. You're joined in life union with Christ, with Jesus. You're liberated from the law. You're free from guilt and the power of sin. You're free to live by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. You are able to live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. You have life and peace. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit. This is all, all the verses I can give it to you. It's really good. Um, you are not, you are dominated by the spirit. You are fully accepted by God. 
read it, read it for yourselves, guys. It goes over your identity, who you are. And then it says, he loves you. That's why you're victorious. That's why you have life and life abundantly because Jesus loves you. You have the victory because Jesus loves you. Unbelief, it doesn't matter. Uncertainty, it doesn't matter. Jesus loves you. So sit down, spend some time with the Lord, read over Romans 8 and just realize I'm so loved by God. I'm already winning. I already have the victory. He already sozoed me. I'm loved by God. Fear has to go. I'm perfectly loved by God. And so thank you guys for tuning in. Y'all are so loved by God. You're healed and you're whole and you're blessed because he loves you. So love you all. Let me pray over you. Lord, we just thank you so much for your love. We thank you for loving us. We thank you that we don't have to work. We don't have to earn it. We don't have to strive. Healing is ours. It's already done because you love us. I don't have to be afraid of trying to earn it. I don't have to be afraid of being sick. You love us. You love every person listening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Fear, you have got to go right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you that your love right now is gushing over people like a fountain gushing over people. I thank you that we are caught up in your grace. Thank you so much, Jesus, in your name. Amen. We hope you got some great nuggets of wisdom out of that teaching. Thank you for listening to the Healing Journeys Today podcast. And don't forget, you can find us live on Facebook and YouTube seven days a week. If you would like to donate, please go to www.healingjourneystoday.com. Isaiah 53.5 says, And by His stripes, we are healed. God bless you.